0: Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. What an awesome, awesome video. Um, I love that, Jody. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. I love the tagline that just says there's a place for you here. And I just want to let you know if this is your first time here, man, maybe you've been coming forever and you just don't feel connected. We want to help you with that, but you got to meet us halfway. It's like going on a first date. Um, You never get to go on it if you don't show up, right? And uh, we have our connect group kickoff happening next week in the parking lot, as you leave to go get in your car, you're going to have to walk by stands and people and decide not to get connected, okay? We're going to have food there. There's going to be things for you to do. um, And we want to get you connected. We've got several new connect groups launching and we're trying to make it a place where you just feel like, man, there's an on-ramp for me. Um, to make relationships with other people, to make relationships with people where I'm at in in the same area of life. And I got to tell you, man, I just love what Jody was saying. We're going to be sharing this on Facebook because I think people are looking for a church where the church doesn't go through their baggage. And I couldn't have put it any better, Jody, Um, where I don't care. Hear me, what you've come in with, the mistakes that you've made. My job as your pastor and our job as the church is to love one another, not to judge. My job, hear me, isn't to fix you. My job is to love you and point you to the one who can fix you. And that's us as a church. And I know that our world right now, specifically our nation, is a mess with what is going on in Virginia this past weekend. And hear me, it doesn't matter your creed. It doesn't matter your color. It doesn't matter your income. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter your past, your present, your future, you are welcome to come to Foundations Church, because we are going to love God and love one another and make Jesus famous in all that we do. And we love that you are here. So please get connected with us, please, because we truly believe we are better, we are better, we are better when we're doing life together. So um, we are just, man, I love what God is doing in the hearts and lives. Of people. Um, And Jody is on our worship team. Isn't our worship team phenomenal? Chet, thank you so much um, for leading our worship today. Uh, Shannon's on vacation. Um, Shannon's like somewhere really far from here in a car. And I'm like, I'm glad it's not me. Put me on a plane any day. But, So, he's on vacation, and we are just glad to have you guys here today. We are continuing our series, um, uh, the study on Ephesians, and it is a six-week study, and we are in week five. And um, really quick before I get into that, um, today after this service, if you are interested in going to Ethiopia on a missions trip... On spring break, Um, we are going to be having a meeting right after that. I'm going, I'm taking my daughter Charlie um, for her first time on a missions trip because it is a life-changing trip. And so, if you are interested um, about getting information, you need to be here right after second service. We'll have a quick, quick informational meeting um, to get you the information about that. And it is a phenomenal, phenomenal trip that I've been on before that I'm looking forward to going on again. Today we are talking about camels and house rules, camels and house rules, and hopefully it all comes together. Um, We'll see how far we get. But my text today is a very unpopular text that most, um, I I don't know if I've heard a message on it, it's about submission, right? Who wants to talk about submission? Not me. Um, Who wants to apply submission? Not me. In fact, we are a culture that submission is a weakness. In fact, if it wasn't a boxing match, but a MMA match, submission is when you tap out, right? I mean, that, that's it. You tap three times or something like that, and, and you're, you, you gave up. And, and today, I want to talk to you off the Scripture that is found in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. And it says this, and further, submit. To one another out of reverence for Christ. Submit to each other out of reverence for Christ. I got to tell you, this is a, a, a message that's needed in our culture today because we are a culture that does not live a life of submission, that does not submit. To one another. Let me give you the definition of what it means to submit. It means this to give over or yield to the power or authority of another, to comply, obey, or surrender. It doesn't mean somebody takes it from you, right? It doesn't mean somebody makes you, you will submit to me, right? No, 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 that's not submission. That's being dominated. That's being a domineering person. Today, we have confused submitting with domination, and it's two totally different things. And so today, I want to talk to you about what, what, what does a submissive life—you notice I didn't say wife. <laughs> I want to enjoy my home life. Um, what does— a submissive life why what's it Look like, and I got to tell you, today I'm I'm free. I'm, I should just be out in the audience with you because I'm a control freak. Um, I like things a certain way. I am a very particular person. And the good thing is this: is I know I'm not alone in this. Um, I could name call people right now very easily. That you want to say you're this easygoing, just free flowing person, and for the most part, I am. But there are certain areas. Oh no, it's got to be a specific way some areas that I struggle submitting control handing over yielding whatever you want to call it surrendering it in so many different places but we'll just start in one of the most important areas the remote control um, I don't if I if I'm not watching TV you are more than welcome to control the remote but if I'm in the room and I'm watching TV, whether it's America's Got Talent, but especially football coming up, I want that control. I want the remote because when it goes to commercial, I'm gonna flick to the next game, the next game, because I know just about how much time I've got to go back to the game, and it's like I can watch two things at once. I don't want to trust somebody else to do it. Now, when I go to your house, listen to me. This is just this This is just etiquette. I'm not going to come in and take control of your remote because that's just not, not proper right? That's like you don't touch another man's remote just like you don't touch another man's wife. You just let it lay there because that's his domain. I mean, and and, and usually, maybe the ladies, maybe that's your thing, but usually I have problems yielding control of the remote. I have problems yielding control of the height of the covers on the bed. I am a person that I want it all the way to my chin. I don't want it halfway. I don't want it to my shoulders. It's called covers for a reason. It's meant to cover you. Um, If I don't have it over my shoulder, it's tough for me to sleep. I am particular about the thermostat. I want it 70 degrees. I'm not on a mission strip. I don't need it to be hot. This is my casa. This is my abode. This is the manner in which I am uh, living in. And I want it to be super frigid so I can sleep with all the covers on top of me driving me and Casey are riding and driving down the road I'm driving I'm driving I'm I'm driving she can suck all the oxygen out of that car she wants when I don't break in time (gasps) 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 my wife's not a cusser she's just a sucker of air (gasps) (gasps) passing out and I'm like not oxygen'm um, i like what what just happened i 'm breaking you know um, i I want to drive if we 're doing a road trip, I want to be driving i want I'm, but here here 's the deal um, that 's easy to confess right you know what 's not easy to confess is that I used to really struggle surrendering and being submissive in the area of my finances we 're starting this church and Finances were really, really, really tight and almost non existent. It's just called the way it is. When I was working at Starbucks, you know what is really hard to submit those finances when there weren't wasn't much there. I tell you what's hard for me to submit, to yield control over to, to give control, to surrender. My kids' lives. Let's talk about it, parents. Kids getting ready to start school. Man, my my kid is, one is 12 and one is 10, right? I mean, I'm still, like, concerned about the choices they're going to make at 12 and 10. I'm concerned about the friends that they choose to hang around with at 12 and 10. I cannot imagine what it's going to be like when they're in high school. I can't imagine what it's going to be like in college when I'm never going to drop them off. I can't, you know, I can't. There's, there's, and some of us we have grown children that we still have a hard time giving up control and saying, you know what, God, it's this is your thing. For some of us, the things that we really struggle with is our own dreams, our plans, our dreams, the things we have in mind. It's tough to give that over. See, coming to Christ, it, it, it's, it's, it's really pretty easy for me to give my, my, my sin and the things that I regret over to Him. But to give the potential over to Him, that, that's tough to surrender, to submit that to Him. Because then I have to submit my timing and accept His timing. See, I don't struggle so much with God's ways as much as I struggle with His timing of things. His timing is very rarely my timing. Because you know what my timing is? Now. Like I'm like, now, 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 now. Why is it happening now? If it's a day later, why didn't it happen yesterday? You know what? Now. And for some of us, that's where we are. For some of us, it's just our past. We've hung on and we're not letting go. And, And... You and I are called to live this life of surrender, of submitting to one another. But i got to tell you, if if, if we don't live this life of submitting here, submitting here is going to be really hard. Submitting here in these relationships are going to be really difficult. And so, what does this life of submission look like? as a follower of Christ, what, what, what does it what's, it what's it mean to live this life of submission? Well, the first thing I would tell you is this, is that it's not about you getting your way, but about Christ having his. It's not about me, Justin Graves, the control freak, getting my way. But it's about me having a heart and a spirit that says, you know what, God, it's not, uh, it's not about me. It's about what you want to do, where you want to go, and how you want to do it. That's a life that's fully submitted to God and yet we really fight this. It's just, it's against our nature to tap out. It's, our, it's against our nature to surrender. It's against our nature to submit. We're almost like somebody, when you ask them, hey, you want to go to lunch? And they say, yes, let's go to lunch. And you may, this may happen to you right after service. Where do you want to go? I'm up for anything, right? That's what people say. You say, well, let's go to Payway." Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I had Chinese last night. Let's go grab pizza. Oh, I'm trying to eat clean. Okay, let's go eat at Zoe's or Tzatziki's, you know, something Mediterranean. And they're like, oh, I'm totally passing over Mediterranean. You're like, what in the world? You just said I'm open for anything. Anything sounds good. Whatever you want to do. And then we put all these things. Oh, no, no, that doesn't sound good. I had that last night. I had this. I'm trying to get past that. Can I tell you, we do the same thing with the Lord. We come in and we say, "God, you can have it all, Lord." And we're like, I, I, "But you want me to love that person? I didn't know. <laughs> I know I said I surrender it all, but I didn't know you wanted me to love that person. That that's what you were going to ask me to do, because I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, God, your will, your purpose, your plan. But but that involves forgiving that person. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not quite sure I'm there yet. Let me just marinate on this a little bit longer, right? We put spiritual terms in this. I just need to wait on you a little bit longer to let, let go. No, 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 you don't. You just need to come to a, a realization that when you surrender it all, it's about him having his way and not you having your way. Man, it, it, it is. You want, me, you, you want me to do what? You want me to go over there? You want me to do what with my life? But, but I had plans. I had purpose. But that's the life of submitting. It says this in Luke chapter 9, verse 23 through 24. Jesus said this, then he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Give up your own way. Give it up. So here's what Paul says in Ephesians 5. Since we're in this chapter, we go back, and at the very beginning of this chapter, in Ephesians 5, verse 1 through 2, He says this, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are His dear children. Man, work on that this week. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are His dear children. Live a life filled with love. Following the example of Christ, He loved us and offered Himself as a sacrifice for us, A pleasing aroma to God. He laid down his life. He surrendered his life. He submitted his whole life. Nobody took it from him. Man, live a life imitating God. Ephesians 5.10, carefully determine what pleases the Lord. And I got to tell you, this verse right here, if we can leave it up for a little bit, this verse has messed with me this week. I wonder if we really what our lives would look like if we lived out verse 10. If we carefully determined, man, I don't want to just live a life that 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 I'm pleased with, that I'm okay with, but man, I want to carefully determine what pleases him. What pleases the Lord? That that that's the goal. That that's what we're after. Because can I tell you, when you and I are living lives that are pleasing us only, man, your life's going to be full of regrets. Your life's going to be full of wanting to have a bunch of do-overs. And just the reality is, you don't get do-overs. Mulligans are great in golf, but they don't affect, they're not real in life. And, and so, you and I, we've got to carefully determine what pleases The Lord, Well, how do you do that? Well, understand this is that if your life is submitted, if your life is surrendered to Him, that you come underneath this surrender of carefully determining what pleases the Lord, then you understand if it's His house, it's His rules. If it's his house, it's his rules. Most of us know this growing up. When you grew up, there was a, there was rules in my house and it was my dad's rules. Because I lived under his house and I have more than one time on more than one occasion when I would get out of line he'd say, if you don't like it, you go somewhere else, but it's my house, my rules. I, I understood it very clearly. But it is awesome the way God starts, the, the irony that God has. For, for many of you, you know my dad comes here um, to church. He's moved to Tulsa. It's awesome. He got married a few weeks ago to Debbie, his lovely bride. I love Debbie. She's awesome. Um, we are very, very excited. Um, they looked at me and said, you know, what do you want for Christmas? I told them a new baby brother. Um, and so, because <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> hey, Abraham and Sarah. Abraham and Sarah. Um, but <laughs> And and here's what's funny, when my dad started dating Debbie, he was living in my house. (laughs) And he would get ready to go on dates, I'm like, so, Dad, where are you going? (laughs) Well, I think we're going to go to a movie, grab dinner, go do this, go to a Broadway show at the PAC, whatever, and it's like, okay, well, where are you going to dinner? Well, we're gonna go here, Wait, where, where you, what movie are you gonna see? Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go see that. Well, what time do you think you'll be home? <laughs> I, I don't know, probably midnight, it's like, okay. It's like, well, if your plans change, call. You know, let me, <laughs> let me know. My house, my rules. <laughs> he didn't listen to one thing I said. He just smiled real big. And he was like, well, whatever. But, but, but hear me, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 through 20 says this. Don't you realize that your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You don't belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. Can I tell you, if you're, if you're really, truly submitted to Him and His rule, and not following your way, you understand, I've been bought with a price. And this life that I live, it's His house, this temple is His house, and as a result, It's his rules and it's his ways. And he doesn't doesn't make us follow his ways. He doesn't domineer us. He doesn't force us. He just asked for us to come and submit our lives and follow his ways. And I got to tell you, a life of surrender is following God's leading without knowing where he's sending you. It's waiting for God's timing without knowing when it will come. It's expecting a miracle without knowing how God will provide, and it's trusting God's purpose without understanding the circumstance. That, that's, that's real surrender, is that you still surrender when you don't know. You still submit even when you don't know how it's all going to turn out, because real submission doesn't just affect your life in general, but it affects your behavior. And this is where I think we, we have it. We love to sing songs about surrender. We love to declare that we surrender. But we got to understand is that many times we want to surrender in general. But God is saying, okay, so how is it specifically affecting your life? Where, where's this submission? Where's this surrendering? Where's this yielding to my ways instead of your ways? Where, where's this surrender? How, how's it, how's it hidden home? How's it specifically affecting you and me as followers of Christ? And Paul talks about that. In Ephesians 5.1, it says, but among you. He just talked about be imitators, be, imitate God in everything you do. Ephesians 5.1. But in Ephesians 5.3, right out of that, it says, but among you. There must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. That it starts affecting specifically your behavior. Is that there's not a hint of that behavior in your life. There's, there's not a hint of that going on in your life. Not because it's your way and it's your rules. No, no, no. But because it's about me following his ways and his rules. Ephesians 5, 10, and 11, carefully determine what pleases the Lord. What pleases the Lord is this, take no part in worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. Don't hide your darkness. Don't don't hide what you're keeping hidden. But man, expose it. Because I got to tell you, whatever you're hiding, whatever nobody else knows about, you're protecting. What I hide, I protect. But what I expose, I surrender. And some of us, there's specific things. There's things about our behavior. There's things about our attitude that, man, we need to bring to light and just surrender to them. Because we've been hiding it for too long. And i got to tell you, it's like what one of my friends said this week. He goes, Justin, you know what, we've got to make sure we don't allow, when it comes to us following Christ, is we don't allow the camel in the tent. And I'm like, what are you talking about, because that makes no sense to me whatsoever. He's like, in biblical times when they would get their tent set up and they would hammer their tent pegs in and they would get it set up, the biggest thing that they had to keep out of the tent was the nose of the camel. Because if the camel's nose got in there, it would wreak destruction. It would tear everything up, mess everything up, everything. And all the camel needed was just his nose to get in the tent. And this is why Paul is saying, let there be no sexual immorality, not even a hint of it, or any kind of impurity, or of greed. Are you greedy? Is it all about me and mine and me and mine? Because these are improper for God's holy people. People that have surrendered it and saying, God, it's not about my rule. It's not about... About my way, but it's about your way, man. I don't want to allow the enemy to get even a foothold, because a foothold becomes a stronghold. To even get a foot in the door, to mess up my life. So what are we to do? Well, we understand this part that that we. It's not about my way. It's about. Him having his way. Well, here's what I would tell you is this, is that if we won't submit to our Savior, chances are we won't be willing to submit to one another. Today's message is almost two separate messages, honestly. I I just got to tell you, there's a direct correlation between your submission here and your submission here. Your surrender here affects your willingness to surrender right here, and especially when it comes to your marriage relationships. Outside of your relationship with Jesus Christ, your marriage relationship is the most important relationship you will have. And yet it's amazing to me, more of us complain and gripe about our marriage than put work into our marriage, because it's easier to gripe about it to our buddies. It's easier to gripe about our spouse to our girlfriends and our friends and our mom and our dad. That's not what he's called us to do. He's called us to submit to one another. Ephesians 5:21 and further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. This is talking both to men and women. Men, we're familiar with the phrase that goes back past this, right? Wives, submit to your husbands. Oh girl, don't you read the Bible! Well, let's not go past 521. Let, let, me, let me say something that's not real popular in our culture, but it's very biblical. Men, you are called to be the spiritual, and the, the spiritual head of your family. You're called to be the leader in your family, in your marriage. And that means you're called to lead in submission in your marriage and in your relationship it's not about it always being about you but it's about you being about her here's what the bible says in verse ephesians 5:21 through 28 out of the message i love the way it reads it says out of respect for christ be courteously reverent to one another Wives, understand and support your husbands in ways that show your support for Christ. It doesn't say talk about, it doesn't say undermine, it doesn't say minimize. It says understand and support your husbands in ways that show your support for Christ. The husband provides a leadership to his wife the way Christ does to his church, not by domineering, but by cherishing. So, just as a church submits to Christ as he exercises such leaderships, wives should likewise submit to their husbands. But okay, well, what about the men? (laughs) Right? Here here it is. Verse 25-28. through Husbands, go all out in your love for your wives exactly as Christ did for the church. A love marked by giving not getting. I want to stop for a second. Because men, listen to me, don't be a scorekeeper. Right? It's not about how much you are giving away, and you're not getting anything back. And poor me, because I'm doing everything. I did the dishes last week. I took her out on a date two months ago. Look at me, and I'm not giving anything back. It's a loved, marked by giving, not getting. I am a scorekeeper in sports. My kids played upward basketball that doesn't keep score. I got to tell you, I knew the score of every game. I knew when we won and when we lost. I was like, oh no, we didn't win, we lost. We got whooped. And they're like, oh, we won. You did not win. You lost. <laughs> and can I tell you, men and women, When our relationships become about keeping score, you both lose. Your marriage has become dysfunctional because that's not the way Christ has called us to live this thing out. Paul said, it's a love marked by giving, not getting. Christ's love makes the church whole. His words evoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out of her, dressing her in dazzling white silk, radiant with holiness. And that is how husbands ought to love their wives. They're really doing themselves a favor since they are already one in marriage. First Corinthians chapter 13 verse 4-7 through says this, love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. Doesn't have a swelled head. Doesn't force itself on others. Isn't always me first. Doesn't fly off the handle. Doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Doesn't revel when others grovel. Takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. Puts up with anything. Right? When they drive you crazy, you're still putting up with them. When they're on your last nerve, you find another one. It puts up with anything. It trusts God always. It always always looks for the... Is your love looking for the best in your spouse? Or is it focusing on all their deficiencies? On all their shortcomings? On all they don't do? Or is your love always looking for the best? Because I'm telling you, hear me, you can't have a love like that if you're not submitting here. It will never submit to here. It always looks for the best. This is in all your relationships. This is with your kids. You're looking for the best in your kids. Kids, you're looking for the best in your grown parents. You're looking for the best in your friends. You're giving them the benefit of the doubt. Instead of creating an atmosphere of suspicion, you're giving them an atmosphere of the benefit. It always looks for the best. It never looks back but keeps going to the end. This is love. This is how your relationship's supposed to look. This is how my relationship's supposed to look. And this doesn't happen unless we're willing to submit to one another. And it's interesting, our, our text, it doesn't say submit to one another because they deserve it. It doesn't say submit to one another because you feel like it. It doesn't say submit to one another because they bought you something new, because they met your love language. It says submit to one another out of reverence for Christ Jesus because it's about him. It's about him having his way instead of me having my way. And so, the invitation that Jesus offers is this. As for you not to follow your own way, for you not to push your way to the front. Read Philippians chapter two. Not making yourself more important, not being the me culture, taking selfies. We're a me culture, right? The me, me generation. Look at my selfie. Look at my pancake I'm getting ready to eat. I'm on recess. You know, look, 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 look. But saying, you know what? It's about me humbling myself because pride will never allow you to submit. Pride always puts you front and center and puts people behind, but it's about humbling yourself, submitting to Christ so that you can submit to others, that your relationships aren't built on what they are, but start becoming what they should be in Jesus Christ. That's the offer, to come follow him instead of following your own way. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for today. And God, this is, this is a message, this is one of those things that, man, it's just tough at times. It's difficult at times to live this out. And not just in the relationship of spouse, but just in, in the work relationship that we find ourselves in. Lord, with our friends, with our neighbors, with our kids, with our parents, To to submit to one, to put others' needs ahead of ourselves is totally the opposite thing that culture screams to us. And so, Lord, I pray that we would understand your counterculture message. That, Lord, you bid us come and die to ourselves so that you might be able to take front and center stage of our life. Because Lord, if we're constantly in control, if we're constantly in the front center stage of our life, our life is going to be dysfunctional because we're going to follow our feelings, our emotions, our self every time. But Lord, I pray that we would live a life of submission to you, a life of surrender, of yielding to you so that we will be willing to yield to others, not because they deserve it, not because we feel like it, but we submit to one another out of reverence to you. Lord, I pray, help us. Help us. In Jesus' name I pray, with heads bowed and eyes closed. This morning if you're here and you say, Justin, I'm here. You know what the simple truth is? I'm not where I need to be in my relationship with Jesus Christ. I, 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 I've never asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of my life. We want to give you that chance. Maybe you're here and you say, you know what, I'm just not where I need to be, and I need to recommit my life to him. This is your first, this is your first step of surrender. This is it. You know what? We're not going to call you out. We're not going to embarrass you. All I'm going to do is count to three and I'm going to invite you to raise your hand. We had four people in first service that this was their moment of raising the white flag of their life. And they just said, you know what? It's time for me to come home. It's time for me to stop trying to do life on my own and try to do it Christ's way. And when I count to three, if that's you, all I'm going to do is invite you to raise your hand and we're going to lead you in a prayer that will change your life. There's one hand already up. One, two, three. Three. is there anyone else you join this hand that's lifted you join this one hand yeah i see your hand there's two hands is there anyone else you say justin that's me today yeah i see you there's three hands there's four i see on the side is there anyone else you join these four hands that are lifted before we go any further in service today you say man this is this is my moment there's something that needs that's not right that needs to get right And before i go any further i just Want to get it right is there anyone else you join these four hands that are lifted yeah I see your hands is there anyone else yeah six hands anyone else you join these hands that are lifted man God's doing something right now you just say that's me that's me if you raise your hand if you please repeat this prayer after me I mean it from your heart Jesus I come before you today and God I'm tired of holding it all I'm tired of trying to control it all And instead, I surrender it all. God, I confess that I've sinned and messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. God, I turn from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Can we give these six individuals that raised our hand a huge round of applause, yeah. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or in need of prayer or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv.